Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Hello. Happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho. This is our last episode before the new year. So we hope you have enjoyed another year with us. We have enjoyed another year with you. We couldn't have done it without all of you. We hope you enjoyed our special, secret, exciting frogging episode last week with <laughs> our BFFs, M&M, from Moms and Mysteries. We thank them so much. And we thank all of our friends that we've made this year and had this year. And I'm doing like a roundup of the year. Oh, I hope NBC is doing another New Year's Eve special with the Dateline hosts. I haven't oh. seen any ads for it yet. Oh, I wonder. They usually have the best sound bites of any of I think they are the funniest of all the people they put on there. Yes. Mank and Keith were together last year. Let's go. Let's get Dennis happening. and Andrea in there this year. Let's go. Dennis was in there last year. So was Andrea. They just weren't together. Aw. So we hope that the few of you that are still hanging in on Whamageddon and Mariah Armageddon are Godspeed to you. There are dangers and traitors around every corner. Wow. Carry on the banner for those of us who have failed. And those all. of us that didn't even play correctly to begin with. Katie is we're never, here just, with you. we learned been playing incorrectly for the past six or so years. <laughs> no, I have not. We thank you, <laughs> Patreons and Supercasts. We are going to be doing our monthly live stream, but we think it's going to be on Friday the 29th instead of a Sunday this year. So look for that email. Yes. And for the rest of you, that's it. Tip of the hat. We'll see you in 2024. A tip of the oh, hat. Oh, we have an episode though. <laughs> Basically the last week of the year, we won't have an episode. The next two weeks, there'll be no episode until January 10th. 10th. Yeah. yeah. January 10th. We'll be back. So this episode is, we're going out with a bang. And it is down the basement stairs. Now, oh I know all of you are our people. And yeah. I know that you are thinking exactly what we are thinking, yeah. which was, A, where is the owl? It's the first thing Oliver asked me. He goes, <laughs> It right. was the owl, right? And I said, do you think it was the owl? Because I just wanted to catch him off guard. It's a serial killer owl who is now on a killing spree right. across several states. I just, I wanted to know what he really thought about that theory, mainly for you, but also for me. But I, I just needed to know that he was with us. And he goes, well, yeah, what else could it be? <gasps> Thank you, Oliver. Also, it's not just mine. Lebe Rebecca Lavoy, who is one of the high, most highestly regarded ladies in podcasts. She 100%. is a totally team owl theory, and I can never tell if she's serious about it, but I'm pretending she's serious about it. Let's take people at their word. Yeah. So if pe people show you who they are about the owl theory, believe, believe them. them. Thank you, Maya Angelou. There we go. So a couple things about this episode. Owl, staircase, mm -hmm. lesbians. I'm in. <laughs> Lesbians can be on Dateline too. We've been saying it for years. We've had like maybe one or two episodes and not nearly enough. Let's break through that glass ceiling gap. I can literally think of one. I can think of one and they were victims, unfortunately. Which one are you thinking of? The bridge, the one in the Texas with the young girls. Yes, that was so sad. It was so sad. This is also very sad. Always, all Datelines are sad, but I do but love they weren't married. This is a spouse. different situation. Yeah. This is a fully different situation. So this aired December 15th, 2023. It is season 32, episode 20, hosted by Dennis is Enough. We're going 
out of 2023 with our Dennis is more than enough. Oliver watched this with me because it's our last one of the year. And I just, he always has good opinions. He's yeah. got things, he notices he things I don't. Show. And there were a few points that he chuckled at Dennis. Oh. He goes, oh boy. And I said, you see why I love it, right? And he goes, yeah, I get it. He twinkles. Mm -hmm. This started, this case starts in 2010 on a dank, rainy day. I love the word dank. We don't hear that word nearly enough. You know yeah. what else was dank? Master Bob's sex dungeon. Yeah, it was. I guarantee you it was dank in there. For sure. On a dank, rainy day in Granby, Massachusetts, I am going to save everyone from a Boston Mass accent. This is the story of Kara Rintala. So Kara was out running errands with her two-year-old daughter. They come home and they find Kara's wife, Anne-Marie Cochran Rintala, lying at the bottom of the stairs. And Kara ran to a neighbor with the daughter and had them call 911. She's hysterical. The cop on duty says he heard her before he saw her because she was just screaming. And he finds her at the bottom of the basement stairs with a female in her lap. So it's Kara, the wife, is holding her deceased wife, mm -hmm. Anne-Marie. Mm -hmm. There's blood smeared and streamed everywhere and paint all over Anne-Marie. And we're seeing uh, quite a few crime scene photos, including lots of body parts of Anne-Marie, like a shocking amount of feet and hands. And yeah, we're definitely seeing the lower half a lot. Lower half sure. a lot, covered yeah. in paint. It's chaotic. And I will be warning you, most of my alternative titles have to do with paint. And I'm oh. pretty proud of a few of them. I can't wait because I couldn't get anywhere with paint. So and oh, I, I got, even cheated. I'm really actually, that makes me even more excited. Stay till the end. Because you bested me? I never have good titles compared to Katie. You've had really good ones this year. This has really been your year. And Thank I have you. just dried up like a well. So it's sad. <laughs> like All my creativity is gone. It's been sucked out of me. But I think that they need to show us these pictures in this case specifically because I think they want us to figure it out. I'm taking that from this episode and I have tried to make some assessments here. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Obviously, a woman is dead and it's incredibly sad. But for the viewer at home, mm -hmm. it's like here is a murder mystery game and you can try to solve it. Well, do you spot something that maybe they're not seeing is kind of what I'm Well, thinking. I didn't, but I would like to have my water shoes moment and be like, I solved it. If you did while watching on your phone and I didn't while watching on my big screen, I will be sad. I watched on the TV. I remember I watched with Oliver. I watched later on my phone. See, but people I also were like, can we all TV. chip in and buy Katie a TV? And I was like, she has a TV. She just likes to putter around her house watching on her phone. I watch it multiple times. And yeah, also, a lot of times I watch it on an iPad. It's not like on a tiny phone. It's just on a po portable device. But the problem with the TV, what color did you think the paint was? It looks to me in certain angles white, in others pale, pale pink. I thought lavender. I got like pale purple. We've had this issue, though, before. I know we have. That's why I wanted to... Okay, Our TVs are very different settings. The problem is that Dennis also doesn't tell us what color the paint is. He says he that it's says a light-colored light paint. Thanks, Dennis. Okay. So the state trooper who's the lead investigator, Jamie McGarrion, is surprised by the blood and the lacerations to Anne's head, and also that the body seems cold, like she had been there for a while. But the paint... 
Okay. The paint is thin and dry in certain parts. And in some spots, it's like a large amount and it's wet. We have thin, dry, thick, wet is the new dry head, wet body, wet hair, dry body. Does anyone remember what I'm talking about from the bathtub bathtub mystery? mystery. Mm -hmm. Where the body was and where the paint was, the state trooper is immediately like, it does not look like she fell and knocked over the paint. It doesn't make sense. Certain things, there's like a laundry basket with paint underneath it, which that doesn't make sense. And we're so, he thinks things are moved at the crime scene. But why wouldn't they be moved if she is found cradling her wife? There is a very good chance that she pushed stuff out of the way because what we're seeing is kind of a messy basement, right? What if as she fell, paint splattered and the basket, the laundry went up in the air and then landed on top of the paint? Okay, we see that there's paint around the edges of the laundry bin, right? Those things have bevels at the bottom. It mm. might look like it's fully underneath, but it might just be have gathered all around up, you know, an and uneven se- seeped floor. under? Right. Seeped under. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to go to the crime scene. I actually have paused on every single picture of this and really wanted to be able to pull them up as we're talking because the basement is too messy for me to get a handle on what happened here exactly. I know. It's like every basement. Yeah, it's every garage of people. No, but it's like we're preparing for the trial and we need to put a photo on a large screen with a red pointer and go, this sock solves the crime. Kara said what happened that day was Anne was trying to nap before a nighttime shift. Both of these ladies are paramedics. So Anne had a nighttime shift. She was trying to take a nap and she said, Kara, please take Brianna, who's their two-year-old, out to go run errands so I can have some peace and quiet. So they left. She went to the mall with Brianna. They went to McDonald's. And then they had a change of heart and went to Burger King for mac and cheese. Now, I had instant flashbacks to an episode we did years ago where I first discovered that some Burger Kings have mac and cheese Mm -hmm. and that mine does not. And I remember the heartbreak of that moment. I still have yet. I mean, I don't go to Burger King a lot, but I, I've never seen it. I have not gone since I learned they don't have mac and cheese. I'm still mad. Were you going to Burger King often? No. Before? And now that I think about it, it's probably not very good mac and cheese. It's probably, it's not like Boston, Boston Market. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Boston Markets here anywhere. And there I was. have good mac and cheese. There, there used was. to be one and it closed. And there was one by my parents' house closed. Is that Lemonade Place still by you? Yeah. They've got mac and cheese. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I should go there. Mm-hmm. And you should send me some cookies when you go. <laughs> <laughs> they have those big macaroons. Okay, go ahead. Brianna, the two-year-old, now apparently saw the body first and was like, is that mama? Kara grabbed her and ran to the neighbor. I hope that she does not remember that. She just saw the feet. She just We're saw the seeing feet. what she saw, which is At just the in the basement. The she saw ankles and below. So before yeah. anybody panics yeah i mean it's terrible but it's not she did not see her mother with bloody lacerations that's yes. not what happened she went to the neighbors and then kara came back and went to Anne, and she said she cradled her she turned over her body she held her body she said this is nothing like i'm trained for as a paramedic i could not ever work on a loved one i know that now thoughts there's certain 
things that I'm just very suspicious of. Is and that I can't one tell of them? if it's her phrasing specifically or the way she said that last part. It was very practiced to me. I know that now. Yeah. I thought about this and was like, if I was a paramedic and like you were at the bottom of stairs, I think for a few seconds, I don't, I would panic. But then I think I would absolutely use every training I had in the book. Yeah. Right? This is what you Now, if her body's cold, she obviously knows there's nothing that can be done. But she didn't go to check on her until she got Brianna out of the house first, okay. which comes up later. This feels, though, I can understand this logic a little bit because the her daughter's how old? Two. Two? A two-year-old is not going to stay put in their room. Right. A two-year-old is not going to. I wouldn't even say a five-year-old or a six-year-old would stay put in their room. They're going to be like, is mom okay? They're not going to understand. So you need to not just shut them in a room. You need to take them out of the house. So I but can kind of understand. what if it's a matter of seconds? Because you're at the top of the stairs. You do not know she could be gasping for her last breaths. But this is a call that you make. Just it is. instinctually, her call was to protect the eyes of her daughter from whatever was happening down there. And you also don't want your daughter to see her gasping for her last breath. And I, un- I guess I understand, other than shutting her in a closet and locking the door, right. you know what I'm saying, to make sure she yeah. doesn't come down. Yeah. Because a two-year-old's just going to wander down. Yeah. We are learning more about Anne, and she seems like a lot of fun. She took life in big gulps, as Dennis said. She loved parades on the 4th of July. She emceed birthday parties, like for her former sister-in-law. I kept waiting for the story there. We never hear, why is she the former sister-in-law? I mean, obviously, she was married to her brother, and then she got divorced, I guess. But That's the story. I just want to know more, I guess. Oh, sorry. <laughs> There's... <laughs> Former sister-in-law. I kind of feel like that's a title you could keep. Like, Just say sister-in-law. If sister you stay in friends. Law. Just say sister-in-law. Yes. But Dateline, they want to be accurate. So Anne loved to laugh. She grew up in a big Irish-Italian family. She would sing Mambo Italiano. She would belt it out to the rafters. And then Dennis asks her friends, was she any good? And I was like, Dennis, she's deceased. So if she's not, just let her have it. Just let her think that she's good. But the friends say... She thought so, which is pretty funny. It's um, honest. And I actually prefer that to a very saccharine, like her voice was that of the angels. I would, I must prefer if someone says about me, she sucked, but she really loved it. Yeah. She was no Taylor Swift, but she thought she was in her head when she was driving in her car. But she was the best rapper I've ever seen. Yeah. She could do Eminem. Like, you're, you're real good at that. Yeah. So she had charisma, you know? Mm-hmm. And so so when Anne picked a career, the bright lights on top of an ambulance were what she settled for. That was pretty good. Dennis, that is a good line. Is this the running hot line or is that coming? No, I didn't get a running hot line. Oh, he said running hot with the blue lights going. <laughs> Dennis. It's really good. I want to see Dennis playing like toy cars with a grandchild. I would love to see that. And I would be like running like hot with the blue light. To see Dennis at my dining room table for um, Christmas dinner. <laughs> that would make me really happy. Dennis, are you doing anything? You can come up from Florida. <laughs> but Thanks. he never said she was like going to be a star or wanted to be a star. But right. then he jumps immediately to she settled for the bright lights on top of a ambulance. Yeah. Like, okay. 
I loved it. Yeah. She loved working with people. She loved helping people. And she loved the adrenaline of the job. And there she met Kara, who was also a paramedic. Kara was the opposite. She was more contained and cautious, was a big planner. And Anne was not. They moved in together. They adopted a daughter. And then they went to the courthouse after and got married. And Mm -hmm. Dennis says they were defining their relationship at a very prominent time in American sexual politics, especially in Massachusetts, was just taking the lead on same-sex relationships. I was like, Dennis, thank you. I needed an op-ed piece from Dennis and Gloria Steinem. I love that. (laughs) It was great. Thank you, Dennis. Kara's mom said Kara wouldn't have gotten married, but Anne really wanted them to have the same last name. So I thought that was interesting. That's interesting. Well, it also makes sense why they did it quietly. Yeah. Yeah. They loved their daughter, Brianna. So a day before Anne died, they went to church and they were just back from a vacation from Florida. Mark it off your bingo cards. Yeah. And I have a lot of theories about this vacation. Oh. Which I will get to. They happily showed a friend photos from their vacation. Pro tip, I think 90% of people you try to show your vacation photos to do not want to see your photos. I'm just going to say that. There's about 10% that do. Unless you're my mother-in-law and you went to Thailand and you saw a bunch of monkeys, I need to see the picture of the monkeys. Oh, yeah. If there's monkeys, for sure. Right? I feel like there's certain things. Yes. The The monkeys make it from 90 down to... 20% 20% that don't and yeah. 80% that do. They like flips the ratio. Yeah, you want to see that. Absolutely. And she said that also where she was staying, a bunch of the houses are painted lime green. I would also like to see that. Yeah. I love those brightly colored cities. Yep. I want to see that. Yeah. So I think this whole thing started with the trip to Florida because if there's one state that can turn anyone murderous, it's Florida. Or COVIDy. <laughs> There's anyone that could give someone COVID who's never had it before? It's, it's Florida. Florida, and it, that person is me. Speaking of crimes, I have overindulged in a criminal amount of Chex Mix and garlic bagel chips so much in the past week that my fingers constantly <laughs> smell like garlic and I can't get rid of it. I know that's disgusting to admit. I'm so sorry. I have watched them many times. Yeah, I get it. It's just a con because I, I keep eating them. Because I, I may have ordered a ton of snacks from one of our sponsors for our holiday get-together, and then I opened four of the bags myself and went to town. And that's fine. It's totally fine to indulge and be a little gluttonous. Sometimes, though, you need a vegetable and a fruit and something that's not brown and that will permanently stain your fingers. Thank God for Daily Harvest. I am getting to indulge in amazing food, but with a ton of nutrients and real ingredients, and it's so quick. I was going to order dinner last night, and then I remembered, and I was going to spend way too much money. I remembered all this delicious daily harvest food in my freezer because it's delivered straight to your door. Yeah. It stays in your freezer. I made a broccoli and tomato flatbread thing. I don't know the official name. I think it might have had kale on it. I don't know. It was delicious. You could not taste a vegetable. It was so beautiful. I took a photo of it. I don't take photos of my food because normally my food looks like trash. It looked gorgeous and it tasted gorgeous. And all of the vegetables gave me like an instant power up. You know when you're on the lowest level on a video game? Yes. And then I ate all these vegetables for the first time in a week and my body was like. Yeah. I didn't know that instant frozen 
food could taste that good. But it's frozen because yeah. they freeze it the second they grow it pretty much. Exactly. It's, it doesn't taste like a, a frozen vegetable that you're thinking of. It's nothing like that. Nothing it's like unbelievable. that. unbelievable. And also just takes a few minutes to heat up the flatbread I put in the toaster oven and it was ready in just a few minutes. Oh, that's and great. And there's no cleanup. No cooking. They use recyclable and compostable packaging whenever possible. Also, they have pasta now. Delicious pasta like pesto and bolognese. And it's gluten-free, has tons of veggies, dairy-free, ready in under 10 minutes. It's also soup weather. I'm shifting into Ooh, soup mode yes, now. Yes, it is. At, like George Costanza. And they have soup. They have minestrone. And they have like creamy risotto dishes. All the cold weather foods. All They've the cold weather it. foods. And I am a person, also I do live in California and it's like 70 most of the time. I do still love my smoothies in the morning, even right. during the winter. And instead of going and spending a ton on my fraps in the morning, I blended this blueberry cacao smoothie Ooh. this morning. Yep. Yep. I can't explain. And there was veggies in it. Yeah. There was like spinach that I couldn't taste exactly. and like all this good stuff. It's like I'm a child and you have to hide my veggies in there. It, it was so good and so nutritious and so fast. I can't, I'm obsessed. Daily Harvest knows exactly what they're doing. They're giving good food that makes you, you feel good in your body. You're mm -hmm. like, yep, I did something good for myself and I feel great. And this tastes mm -hmm. delicious. I'm going to have my freezer packed with Daily Harvest permanently now because it's so easy and you have stuff that you know you like and it, it's quality. You're not skipping yep. on quality. Get the best of both worlds with Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash date dateline to get up to $65 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash date dateline for up to $65 off your first box. Again, dailyharvest.com slash date dateline. I want to know what you're eating. I want your recommendations. I want you to send me pictures. I'm on the Daily Harvest train. Yes. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Let's make harvesting a daily part of your life. That didn't make any sense. Try it again. Harvesting good food for you. Daily. Brilliant. Daily Harvest, I'm praying you'll come back to us for 2024 and I can have more time to come up with a really good slogan and maybe a song. Daily Harvest, you truly are the harvester of my heart. Thank there you. There you go. <laughs> so that, lucky there. I don't know um, if but we really like you and please check them out. If you have not tried Daily Harvest, do yourself a favor, start 2024 off right and check out Daily Harvest. Absolutely. Thank you, Daily Harvest. Thank you, Daily Harvest. Katie, another reason I think that Florida might have been the start to this whole thing is that both Anne and Kara have very curly hair. They do. And in Florida, yeah, we that know humidity happens. is a recipe for rage. Yeah, it's intense. I myself do not have curly hair, but I have enough other, I'm not going to say problems because curly hair isn't a problem. No, no problems. I have some serious damage that I've done to my hair over mm -hmm. the years. And my saving grace has honestly been prose. Most of you out there have probably heard us singing the praises of prose over the years, and they're truly custom made to order hair care. Because switching to a custom routine from prose was one of the best things I have ever done for my hair. And the results that I'm seeing just keep getting better and better year after year. I have used my custom prose shampoo and conditioner for quite a while, 
I also use my hair oil. I use my pre-shampoo treatment on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. And I know that those are the reasons that my hair is stronger, shinier, and it smells really good. Which don't underestimate the power of great smelling hair. Also, don't sleep on their dry shampoo. It's the best dry shampoo I've ever used. It really is. It's also their leave-in conditioner. Mm -hmm. Their leave-in conditioner is great. Pros knows that there is more to you than just your hair type. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I initially got started. The quiz is easy, but super in-depth, so you can get the best results from your personalized hair care. They want to know specifics, like super specifics, down to what does a strand of your hair feel like between your fingers? It's that specific. That's trippy. I was analyzing for like 30 minutes. Like, is that... I know, you're feeling it. And then they give you options of, does it feel like this or this or this? But then also general questions, like about your lifestyle and what your hair goals are for the future. By analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros handpicks clean, sustainably sourced ingredients that get you closer to your hair goals with every single wash. My favorite feature is Pros' review and refine tool because it lets me tweak my formulas for any reason at all. So in case I decide to change my address, my hair color, or maybe my diet. This has obviously been a key feature for me because I move like I am in WITSEC mm-hmm. and I get bored really, really easily with the way I look in the mirror. So changing mm-hmm. my hair color is basically just a part of my personality now. Pros makes those changes with me, with my hair care. And I love that because every time I use my newly formulated products, I am like, yep, this is right for being a redhead or yep, This is a good East Coast formula because the climate is totally different than West Coast. It always works for me. I love that about Pros. And as a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. Mm. All of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. Woohoo! Also, if you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back with no questions asked. So what are you waiting for? Because custom made-to-order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. Take your in-depth free hair consultation and get 50% off your first subscription order today plus 15% off and free shipping every subscription order after that. Amazing. So go to pros.com slash date with Dateline. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash date with Dateline for your free in-depth hair consultation, 50% off your first subscription order, plus an extra 15% off and free shipping on every subscription order after that. Thank you so much, Pros, because I'm always confident with my Pros hair care that I'm ready to strike a Pros. Pros, Pros, Pros. For the last time in 2023, let's Pros, 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 Pros. Shake it out, shake it out. Pros, Pros, Pros. Thank you so much, Pros. Thank you, Pros. Best custom hair care on the market, folks. Definitely check it out if you haven't yet. You will not be sorry. Absolutely. So investigators are very suspicious that this is not an accident, and it is quickly proved when the M.E. comes back that Anne was strangled. They look into Anne's life. Anne had a complicated relationship, first of all, with Kara that we're going to find out, but first they go outward and then move in. And she had a complicated relationship with a fellow paramedic named Mark. They were on intimate texting terms Dennis, I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean what the texts we saw are. I thought it means sexual. I thought it did too. 
but it doesn't. They did not have a sexual relationship, but they were think the prosecutors feel like it was an emotional affair of sorts. They were very intertwined with each other. Okay, I feel like that's a stretch. It might be a stretch. That day she had texted Mark, can you go to Best Buy for me on Saturday at 6 a.m.? I will be there about 8.25. Okay, is it Black Friday? No, that's a no. The answer to that question is is no, I cannot. Absolutely not. And if Mark agrees to this, he is trying to get in your pants. If Mark agrees to this, then you're blackmailing him. You have some information on him because that's you would not do that for me. I would not do that for you. I would do that for no one. (laughs) Absolutely not. Why? Is it Black Friday? Is it Black Friday? Because why would Best Buy, why would you need to go wait in line or something? Why would they be open at six? They wouldn't be. So you would be getting in line. Is there a Jonas Brothers concert at the Best Buy? (laughs) What's happening? Why do you have to get there so early? So she says, I'll bring you a coffee and a big kiss. I'll be like, you can send a coffee. I'm I'm not like, you could shove a coffee up your butt. I'm not doing it. Wow. Wow. Was the big kiss supposed to be like the sort of sensual? Maybe that's what was intimate. But that does not feel intimate. No, it felt like a hug and a kiss. It feels like I'm going to come and give you a big sloppy kiss. It feels like a joke and also something that, let's just put it this way. If I found that in Oliver's phone, I would not think anything of it. If it was from a lesbian friend, you would think they are a work husband and work wife. I've had a work husband. Greg, peace. What's up? Happy birthday tomorrow. And happy birthday, Greg. This is something I would text him, but I am straight, so I don't think his wife would appreciate it, but she never thought I, there was anything betwixt us. If you were not straight, yeah, would she worry about it? No, she wouldn't care. And I don't think she would care even I, if I it know. was because she, she knows I'm not, that's not Because a thing. it's just friendship. It's clear that that's her work husband, right? Yeah. So Mark was married with kids. Okay. I don't- How, there was a financial relationship between them, okay. which is odd, odd. A little. Mark opened her line, his line of credit to Anne, and I thought Dennis was being facetious, but he literally did. He opened or co-signed three credit cards for Anne, his coworker, because she loved to shop. She loved jewelry, cameras, nice things. And on one of these credit cards, she had racked up $7,000 of a balance. I saw an article that said that she racked up six or 7000 total. Yeah, that's, that could be right. Co-signing a credit card is not the same as that it's in his name for her. Like that's a, No, but doesn't that mean you're co-responsible? It, it does. So it, it does mean that they were very good friends, right? I would say if someone asked me to co-sign one credit card, fine. Three, that person has a problem. Three would be like this because I don't, I don't know. Like she might have been using him a little bit. I'll say it. You well, need- I need to. I need this credit card to get something for my daughter or or something like that. It feels like there was some sort of like a shopping problem there. That uh, that's what I was yeah. going to say. That is not healthy. This is not. He's not helping the situation by. By giving That's in to her. That's what I'm saying. He's enabling. I think he's being very nice. 
but is. I, I, I can't, how does his wife feel? Well, because it's not that much money. I mean, no, sorry, six thousand dollars is a lot of money, but it's not sixty thousand dollars, right? Well, and I kept rewinding because I thought at first she said six hundred, and I was like, oh, that's not that bad. And then I heard seven thousand. I was like, that's still not that bad, but it's not appropriate it's for not. a friend that is married to someone else and you are married to someone else although i would do that for a friend though. very strange like when i think about it like i would do one card i right. would not do three so it's less the amount it's the fact that she needed three different cards fully agree that's not great. that's a problem if she needs one card something for her daughter mm -hmm. i would totally help even seven thousand, I would. T I have needed that much yeah. money from, and I borrowed from my brother, and it helped me out yeah. a lot. But like, it's the three cards that is concerning to me because how many does she have on her own, and how many does she have with Kara? Well, why does she need a co-signer? Right? Did you need a co-signer when you accidentally signed up for the TJ Maxx credit card? No, it happened so fast. Yeah. Anyways, it's. It's, I didn't understand. I really feel misled. I felt like they she took did. advantage. She, of they me. took advantage of you. They ask every time you go to one of the, like Marshalls or TJ Maxx, and I'm always like, depending on the. Sometimes it's someone that's just like me, and I just want to be like, I know you get money if I sign up. I want it. I really want to help you out. Like I know yeah. you got a quota. I I know that there's kickbacks or something that you get for getting me to sign up, but I just I can't do it. I'll forget to cancel it. I yeah. want to just give them a piece of paper with my explanation for why. I will forget to cancel this card and it will become yeah. a problem in my life. So there you go. <laughs> so Mark had also not been forthcoming to the police. For some reason, he told them he was at home all day, the day that Anne died. That was not true. Later, he tells them he went out shopping and to eat. And Dennis says his very favorite expression to the cop, that must have made your nose twitch. That has to be the fifth or sixth time Dennis has said it on Dateline. He loves that expression. I need to embroider that on a pillow or something <gasps> for him. He would love that so much. Or a Kleenex box. You know, the Kleenex, Kleenex box covers. cover? Oh my God, could you do says, that? If not, I can make no. it on my Cricut. Oh. Then do not forget that. I'm going to write it down. The Kleenex cover. I think that maybe there already exists. No, it wouldn't exist on Etsy. It's not a common expression. It's a Dennis gumshoe from the 40s expression. It's a Dennisism. Oh, it's so good. So okay. also, I wish we had Kleenex sponsors because I'd be like, is your nose twitching? Blow into a Kleenex. So uh -huh. Mark had receipts for his shopping. Why did he lie about his shopping? We still don't know. Now, on text with Anne, he had seemed very lovey-dovey. They had texted that morning, and he see didn't seem mad at her about the money that she owed or anything. So he seems to be in the clear. So there is another suspect named Carla. Carla had dated Anne before she met mm. Kara, so years before. They had a fling the year before Anne had died when she was briefly separated from Kara. More on that, please. So Anne also had racked up 10K on Carla's credit card. Anne, I'm so sorry that you were gone, but this is a problem. Again, it could be so much worse. I've, I've watched a lot of shopping addiction shows. 
Absolutely. We've seen show. I'm sure there are people who are have to go bankrupt because there are hundreds of thousands so many. of dollars in debt. From I mean, shopping. it's not even close to the average amount of debt carried by an American. Absolutely. Just from de- for necessity. Right. But this was different because we've told she liked very expensive things. She has an income. She's in double income household. Yeah. There's something else going on that she's borrowing all these credit cards and money from friends. Yeah, we don't know. Also, why did Carla. they go? On, was like this money such an issue? Because they also did go on vacation to Florida recently. Her and Kara. So I wonder about that. Too. I thought that the that the one thousand number, the six thousand number, that feels right because they just came back from vacation. I was like, yeah, because that hadn't been paid down yet. Because you just like that's when you spend the most money. If you had a friend that owed you a lot of money, and then they were going on vacation. Yeah, we've talked which, about this. Would you feel resentful? Like when I borrowed a lot of money from my brother, he knows I don't spend on anything really. So it wasn't an issue. But I did feel like if I did suddenly buy a, like nice outfits or something, he would be giving me side eye. You know, you feel judged. But I think though- the thing is too, though, like you're never supposed to give money without like you're always when that's the rule though is that when you give money you're going you're supposed to expect that you're never going to get it back right i have done that and you have to be okay times. with it but and you have lent to me you've lent mm. to me to get security deposits on my apartments but mm-hmm. i was always very aware if i was going to make i was very aware if i was I know, going to make i never a remembered how much right. you owed me and you kept track of that it. that's the attitude you're supposed to have yeah. You're not supposed to think about it. And when I have lent to people, it's never made me bitter if like then they bought a pair of shoes. It's like, no, good, buy yourself a pair Treat of shoes. Yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. I know you're going to pay me back. It's yeah. okay. A you know? fl- trip to Florida is different than a pair of shoes. A though. trip to Florida is definitely different. But then again, he's just co-signed on the card. He's not trying to pay the minimum balance. She mm. is still paying them. Now, that would be a different story if she's coming to him right. or Carla and saying, I can't do my minimum balance on this card. So your credit's going to get dinged for this. That's That's different. a really good point. Yeah, and it's not like he she owed him directly that money. She owed the credit card company. She didn't borrow that money. seven grand from him. No, she just is carrying it on the card. The problem is I don't know what happens if you're deceased, what happens to those cards. Like he probably is on the hook for that debt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So in the late twenty oh nine, Anne sorry, in late twenty oh nine. I'm gonna do so much better in 2024. I know I'm going to just get rid of this little hiccup that I seem to have. No, and it's, it's not that fixed. you've spread it because I did it. <laughs> I did it the other day. Kimber curse. Well, Keith does, has done it now in his latest podcast. Not the latest one. The latest one is Morrison Mysteries, everybody. But the, I think it was in Must- the girl in the blue Mustang. I think that was it. He said 2005 and people were just like, you've spread it. So in 2009, I really had to think about it. Anne dumped Carla and went back to Kara. We got together for like six months? A few months. Yeah, okay. Carla was apparently devastated. Now, I hope they had done figured out the money situation and that was paid off. It's just very confusing. So Carla is another Mm. suspect, but Carla says she was at her gym that day, which is like half an hour away, and she was on security cameras there. And then they say she was on a jog, and I was like, is she going to the gym and a jog? 
why would someone do two exercises in one day that's totally for why would they do one in I was one day? Immediately suspicious. I don't understand. I'm I think Carla is a psychopath. Or she's training for a triathlon or something. She could be. I don't know why we don't hear more about this because so if she went for a jog for several hours. Yeah. It, is she on security footage that whole time? Is she jogging on a track? Right. Why couldn't she have done this? They say she couldn't have done it without a helicopter unless she had access to a helicopter. Well, explain to us why. Explain why. It's, it's only an hour episode. That's the problem. If this was a two hour, we would have found out exactly why Carla couldn't do it. So, Did you feel like this needed to be a two hour? Because yes. I'm going to say of all... I usually love the one hours. I'm like, get through it. I don't need all this extraneous information. Not but this, this one. one they were skipping over some stuff. Well, we go through literally two trials in about in 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Kara is now the main suspect. She admits that they would fight a lot, and sometimes it was even physical. Anne mm -hmm. had Kara arrested for assault, and then she dropped the charge. The next year, they separated, filed for divorce. Then they applied for restraining orders against each other. Oh, no. They were fighting for custody over Brianna. Mm -hmm. They were fighting over money. Anne's spending was affecting Kara. Yeah. It was super tumultuous. But... Apparently, in the past few months, they had been working on it, and they had just gone to Florida, so everything was good in their relationship. Right. But they still think it's Kara. They don't really have evidence. It's circumstantial. But they still arrest Kara 18 months after the murder, and Kara became the first woman in Massachusetts history, go mass, to be charged with the murder of her wife. Kara is breaking glass ceilings for lesbians right and left. Mm. Get married, murdering, the whole nine. Mm. The trial starts in 2013, and it ends with a hung jury. The end. And that is literally all we find out about the first trial. That was it. Trial number two was the following year with another hung jury. We are just speeding through. I wrote down what Dateline said. Yeah, that's it. The end. Kara is out of jail mm -hmm. and they plan to try her again. Maybe. They talk to Anne's family and Anne's family says, really, we want you to try again if you will. And the prosecutors say, okay, we're going to absolutely. Why is Anne's family so convinced it's Kara? I would really like some more background on that. Well, unless she was murdered by a stranger that broke into the house. Or someone she knew that came Or someone the house. she knew, but who? If they had already had domestic violence stuff going on, mm -hmm. that makes me immediately suspect that person. Got it. And it's usually the spouse. It is. So the family had probably heard drama over the years with Anne and Kara. Like, who do you, wait, so you don't think it was her? It doesn't sit right completely with me. Okay, there's some forensic stuff that we get later, mm -hmm. like physical autopsy stuff with the time of death that makes me pretty convinced. Mm -hmm. But the only other thing I could think of is that Anne owed money to someone very bad mm -hmm. because of her shopping problem. Mm -hmm. Now, most of the, I don't know if someone broke into the house and killed her. That just doesn't seem that likely. Because she had all these friends willing to loan her money. So I don't know why she would go to some sort of like loan shark. Oh, I think that's entirely possible she did and no one knew about it, but I don't know. But that's what happened here. I don't know. I just can't say, I can't say if I was sitting on a jury 
that I wouldn't have reasonable doubt Right, it's doubt very circumstantial. There's some stuff that's odd. So trial number three, 2016, instead of talking about the defense's other suspects and why it couldn't be them. So the first two trials, they were kind of like, well, they're going to say it's this person, Carla. It's, it couldn't be Carla. Mm-hmm. They're going to say it's Mark. It can't be Mark. They're not going to muddy the but waters. But it could be Mark. It, it definitely could be Mark. But I did he, not have the alibi and lied to the police about his alibi, which is very strange. No, he did have the alibi because he had receipts for all of his shopping purchases that day and his dining. And so he so, was shopping actively during the window of time. Yes. Okay. He had just he lied for some reason lied about it first. Just very mysterious. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm assuming that he was on camera if he was out shopping and at a restaurant. And Carla was running, um, definitely not to a bike or a car. (laughs) She was just out running. At a gym. They showed us the gym. It was a wellness gym. They they did show us the gym. Yeah, she works out for like five hours at a stretch, I think. No, these are not great. These are pretty good suspects, but... Like, they're pretty good suspects for the defense, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You have a couple of people that if you're looking for reasonable doubt, you have it. Yeah. But so the prosecution is, for the third trial, is not even going to bring up those people. Mm -hmm. They focus only on Kara. They say they fought by text the night before, and these texts were pretty upset. So what happened was... Anne was mad that Kara had a male friend over. Now, I got this completely wrong the first time I wrote it down and had to go back because I assumed that Anne had had Mark over and Kara was mad about it. But actually, Kara had a male friend over Mm -hmm. at night while Anne was working the night shift. And Anne texted, I hate the relationship we have. No one does that. No respect. I don't get no respect. What's the issue? Having a male friend over. What's the issue? I, I Are they bi or is it just that there's like an... A f- Anne doesn't really have a leg to stand on with this relationship she has with Mark. Not really. They both had inappropriate relationships with men, it seems like. Well, and how are they inappropriate? What's inappropriate about this? Like, is it inappropriate? Well, was it at three in the morning? Did the guy sleep over? Is it because Brianna was there, the daughter? Are they drunk? Were they drinking together? What's yeah. the extenuating? Um, well, obviously, Brianna's going to be there, right? But yeah. like, what's the extenuating? And also, it's not a, I wish you were dead. Like the argument that you would think would be like the blow up thing. This right. was just more like, you're doing this. This is annoying. And it's like the kind of arguments that you have that are fast and whatever. You've demonstrated it's hard to tell with tone. It is. You could read, I hate the relationship we have as very bad, or you could read it like, oh, I hate the relationship we have. So this is going to depend on the jury then, right? Because it's it hard di- to And how the know. prosecution sells it and paints it. But is this argument four hours of texting? Or is it like right. 20 minutes of I'm ticked at you and then the next day it's fine. And when you get home right. that night, you're it's like, okay, stop doing that. Or what relationship? You know? Yeah. Right. Anne might be a very jealous person. She's described as very emotional and maybe high strung. And okay. I don't know what that's like. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> she might be super jealous of stuff like that. And this sounds like an issue that they've had in the past. There's some sort of insecurity there. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So, Kara is texting back to Anne, okay, you're being over the top and crazy. So 
the next morning, Anne was on a phone. She was a phoneaholic, as Dennis says, and she called friends and family 48 times until noon. So before noon, she had called 48 friends and no, she had called and texted. So she had okay. either called or sent a text message 48 items. That's still a lot, but that's way better than 48 phone calls. That's still a lot. But that's a lot. I mean, it's don't know if you or I are phoneaholics. No, I'm definitely not. I think I'm not either. Absolutely not. So then her phone went silent and right. it never went silent. At what time? 1221. 1221. Got it. PM. So this is where they think that she got killed. Kara, they think, did it and then spent hours cleaning up the crime scene and then went to go run errands. Now, she said she went to run errands at 3 p.m. with Brianna, but she's not seen on surveillance footage until 5 p.m. So there's a discrepancy in her timeline. Where did she say she went at 3? To the mall and to McDonald's and Burger King. I thought no, we went to Stop and Shop. Isn't that a mall? No, that's a like a jacket. Oh, okay. But there they, was there should mall be surveillance. Uh, in an article I read, it was like a few different places. So I'm wondering if she did go like with uh, to the park for an hour first. Gotcha. I'm not quite sure what happened there, but I also don't know why if you knew that you were only on surveillance at five, if you had done this, right? Mm-hmm. Why you would lie left at three, knowing that they were only mm-hmm. going to pick you up at five on mm-hmm. video but then also this would mean that she killed her with brianna in the home yes well they were fighting and i think brianna heard a lot of fighting and might have tuned it out okay. um, she might have been used to it it sounds like a pretty troubled household and yeah i think kids just sort of have their own ways of dealing with that that comes back later when they're adults right so i think They did fight, yes, when Brianna was there. She killed her and then cleaned up and sort of tried to stage the crime scene. The paint was poured because it's covering blood? Well, I'll get, no, I'll get, well, maybe, yes, I'll get there. So when she goes out to run the errands, Mm -hmm. she's using her debit card constantly for like little things. They think she's sort of leaving her trail trying to create an alibi okay is that abnormal for her to use a debit card does she normally carry cash we need to know that that's abnormal. right i think no- uh, this is normal behavior until we get to these phone calls she keeps leaving these messages for Anne, saying we're still out running errands okay we're on our way to burger king call me please and she had left so that Anne could sleep because Anne had worked the night shift the night before and was working the night shift again. So why is she calling so many times? Maybe if she's calling, what times did she call? She called twice? Yeah, at least. We saw twice. Yeah. So if she called twice and one of them is at Burger King, which is the last stop, the Burger King and McDonald's, she's probably getting up to do the night shift. And so she's calling at like six o'clock. To say, get up now. It's time for your shift. Yeah, if she's calling then, she thinks she's already up, so she's annoyed because it's like, hey, call me back. But the weird thing about the message is she's not saying, do you want something from Burger King? That that would be a call that I would assume you're making. Do you need something mm. from McDonald's? Okay, we're going to Burger Because the calls, I think, are about McDonald's or Burger King. It feels like it's food-oriented. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'm not going back out again. So if you want something, you need to tell me, but that's not the message she leaves. No. So that is a little suspicious. 
Do you think they switched because Brianna was having a tantrum? Or do you think the a soft serve machine was broken at McDonald's? All of the above. All of those things. <laughs> I was because at first it sounded suspicious to me. And then I remembered she had a two year old with her. And I was like, that probably happens a lot. And in fact, I switch my mind all the time. I've pulled into drive through lines and then been like, no, I want this instead. Also, you know how all of the the fast trains seem to be in a row in certain yeah. places. So it could be that like we're she could be a picky eater. So it's like we're getting this one thing from here. But then we have to go, or it could be just that Kara likes McDonald's, but doesn't like Burger King, but that's right. what Brianna will eat with is right. that mac and cheese. So she wanted a sure bet that Brianna would eat it. Could There's nothing worse than going to In-N-Out for the best grilled cheese of your life. And then you get their fries, which are not my favorite fries. Only if you get them animal style. You have to get them animal style. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't have the energy to go to another drive through so they found these cleaning rags that contain DNA that could be ants. And you're thinking, what? That's How why are you placing evidence. it like that? And then Dennis goes, but wait. Because at first you're thinking, well, Anne lived there. Of course, there are cleaning rags with her DNA on it. Why are the rags so weird? Why do they have like squares cut out of them? <laughs> they did look- a lot of questions about the rags. Well, maybe because they cut out for DNA. But the the real issue here, the the headline you're burying the lead. I, I'm Dennis, sorry. Is where they found the rags. So they see on surveillance footage, Carla goes to McDonald's. She gets out of her car in the pouring rain, goes to the farthest away trash can in the parking lot, and throws these rags away. And they later discovered. There blood on the rags. We just know that there's DNA that might be ants. Well, what in the world does it matter then? Because why is she throwing out rags in a parking lot? When do people do that on Dateline? The reason that they're about to give is a really good reason to me, and I've done it. <laughs> I have things in my car all the time, and sometimes I'll do just a clean out in a parking lot and be like, I'm here near a trash can. Let me just clean this out now. But not rags. Why are you throwing away these rags? This seems weird to me. It's something I would already have in my car, not like rags that I brought from my house. Well, here's the problem that I have is what other, was it just the rags? They don't tell us that it's just the rags. And that's right. what I wanted to know. Is it in a bag of trash? Is there right. other trash that she's throwing out? Because right. then it makes more sense. Kind of. We'll get to the reason. So during the trial, Kara is watching the prosecutors and kind of smirking skeptically. She doesn't buy anything they're saying. They also find it weird that she saw Anne's feet at the bottom of the stairs, like we discussed, and instead of rushing to check on her as a trained paramedic, she took the daughter to the neighbor and called 911. So Katie thinks it's reasonable. It's a choice that she made to protect the daughter. I think it's a weird I think it's a weird reaction, but I could see it. Yeah. I can get there. But. So they think that she came back. She sent the daughter to the neighbor. She came back, and that's when she poured the paint. That's why there was wet paint, because you have a cold body and wet paint. Cold body, wet paint is the new dry hair, wet body. Yeah. Wet, wet hair, hair, dry, dry body. body. Was it wet hair, dry body? Dry hair, wet body. Dry oh, hair, wet body. Yeah, I can't exactly. remember. I can't remember either. Go listen to that episode. That was another crazy one with multiple trials. Was that Dennis still, as well? It was definitely was, Dennis. Yes. We still don't know what happened. So I kind of feel like it was Keith, actually. I thought it was Dennis because he said it like nine times. With dry hair, wet body, dry hair, wet body. Yeah. 
So they call a new witness in this third trial, an engineer who really did watch paint dry. He conducted experiments on paint. He said that they say he's an engineer. Yes, he's an engineer. Okay. That he did a bunch of experiments pouring out paint, seeing how long it took to dry. And he figured out that this paint was poured within 30 minutes of the first responders getting there, whereas she died hours before. So Dennis calls it the final coat of a slapdash cover-up. Here's the problem. We don't find out something really important right now. Kara have wet paint on her. I would assume so. Yeah, because she cradled the body. That would have been nice to know. I mean, she, she cradled the body and the body had wet paint. So Parts of the body did. Yeah. But was there other paint on her that would have been caused when you're dumping paint on the ground? Like splatter. Was there cast off splat? Was there paint spatter right. on her? And paint also in puddles takes quite a while to dry. Yes, it does. Ten months earlier before the murder, there they were in a legal battle. There was those restraining orders. There's a r- audio recording of one of these court dates where the judge is screaming at them. And they play this in the courtroom. And the judge is like, because they were yelling at each other and the judge had had enough. And he says, I'm not going to play games with this. If I see this come into this court, I will be on the phone with DCF, Child Protective Services. They will be here before you get out the door. So he threatens, if they continue this behavior, to have Brianna taken away from What them. were they doing? I don't think they were just yelling at each other. It felt specific what he was talking about. It seemed like that somebody was trying to file something or something was off. I think someone picked up a stapler and threw it across the courtroom. They sound like they have more drama than a telenovela. Also, yes. speaking of telenovelas, between Anne, Kara, mm-hmm. Mark, mm-hmm. and Carla, what we have here is a rectangulo de amor. Actually, we also have Kara's guy. I love rectangle. Pentagon de Pentagon Pentagono. Boom, boom, boom. Pentagon of love. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yep, it is. Thankfully, I've been doing Babel's 10 minute a day lessons that are designed by real language experts for real life situations, like ordering at a restaurant, getting directions, fighting with your spouse. <laughs> Did you know that speaking another language actually makes you smarter? Bilinguals outperform monolinguals in tasks requiring working memory. So learning another language sharpens your brain's ability to hold and process information. To me, what that means is if you're in bitter fights with your spouse, you are going to remember all the crappy things that they did to you and have perfect recall and be able to throw it in their faces. Babbel is built with science-backed cognitive tools like space repetition, interactive lessons, and it's created by real language teachers, and it's voiced by real native speakers. I like the advanced speech recognition. You like press and hold it and you talk into it, and then it tells you how your pronunciation is. Ooh, that's good. That's useful. But it also goes further than that. You're learning about the culture of the language that you're speaking, the traditions. I like that. So cool. Which basically means, like, if you're learning French, you can basically act like you just got back from Paris. Instead of pronouncing it croissant, you know how you're going to pronounce it? Croissant. And you're going to drive everyone crazy. Bonjour. And it's going to be amazing. Wow. Also, if you learn better in more of a live classroom setting, they have that too. They have Babbel Live. And these classes are available seven days a week, 
all times of the day by top certified teachers. So you can learn on your schedule in your house. Wow. Give Babbel three weeks. They'll give you a new language. Tell me that's not a good barter system. It sounds like a dream. I'm doing it. I'm on it. Studies show that Babbel for only 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Incredible. I mean, it's such a good deal. And it's, you're getting, I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless in English. I'm speechless in (laughs) Spanish because Babbel's so amazing. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now and you get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash date dateline. Again, 55% off at babbel.com slash date dateline. And that is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date dateline. Rules and restrictions may apply. Gracias, Babbel. Merci, Babbel. I'm B. All en français. Oui, oui. In 2024. Croissant. I have a wedding out of the country. Café I will be au ready. Lait. You do need to start preparing. I do need to start prepping. Yes. Yes. This will help you getting places in taxis and ordering food. It will help you with all of that. Correct. Thank you, Babel. Thank you, Babel. But speaking of, I'm going to have a lot of stories when I go overseas next year for a wedding. And there's one thing I know about stories, and it's nobody wants to hear mine. But there are a lot, (laughs) just like no one wants to see my vacation pictures. But Mm -hmm. this holiday season, what I really want to give is a gift to my loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship Mm -hmm. that we have. And that's exactly what StoryWorth does. It's stories you actually want to hear. And it's such a unique and perfect gift. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious, precious memories and stories for many years to come. It's a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter the most in your life and learn a little bit more about them and their lives, especially for a parent or grandparent who have so many stories Mm -hmm. from before you were even alive. Trust me, there are stories that you have never heard. For example, I just recently found out that my mom took a course to become a court reporter. (gasps) What? How do we never know that? And she actually did the job. She went to work as a court reporter one time. Double what? What what? What was the case? I don't know. I have a lot of questions. To turn her off the whole thing forever? Look, I'm really, really glad I got my mom the gift of StoryWorth so I can find out what in the world is going on with her and how I never knew this before. Was it the case the stri- Scranton Strangler? You re- I know. She just will never talk about She's it? She's got mysteries. A court reporter? That's valuable information. We do a podcast about Dateline. I know. How she never told us. That this is why StoryWorth happened for her. Here's how it works. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative a thought-provoking question of your choice from their huge pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions that you've never probably thought to ask. Like, if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? That's a good Mm. question. Or Mm -hmm. even who was your childhood best friend? I don't know the answer to that with my mom. I would really like to know. My mom's friend was Mickey. There we go. And she bit Joni. And my mom's mom said, you can't see Mickey again. See? But they still hung out. That's how you know, because Joni has StoryWorth. So I Mm -hmm. also need to know the answers. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your loved ones' stories, including photos even. 
into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. The books are a beautiful way to hold Mm. these precious stories in one perfect place. And again, you can add pictures and you can create a real keepsake that will be treasured forever. With StoryWorth, I am giving those I love the most a gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories forever. So go to storyworth.com slash date dateline and save $10 on your first purchase right now. That's storyworth.com slash date dateline to save $10 on your first purchase. It's a fantastic gift for the holidays. It's for sure to make the person you give it to cry a little bit. It's also perfect last minute because it's a virtual gift. So you can buy it just right then. And also, don't snooze on this also for friends. I think this is a really good gift for a friend that you've had for for a lifetime because Mm -hmm. you want their stories too. Yeah. It's really just for anybody that you love in your life. Mm -hmm. Because every story from someone you love is worth telling. Thank you Aww. so much, StoryWorth. We love having you as a sponsor, and thank you for creating such a beautiful product. I got chills. I got goosebumps. Oh, Good job, Katie. Good job, StoryWorth. Good job, StoryWorth. So the prosecutor's theory is that the day of the murder, they had a fight. Yeah. And it got physical, as it had before, and somehow Anne wound up at the bottom of the stairs, whether Kara pushed her or whether she fell. But she was still alive. Okay. So Kara goes down. She sees that Anne is still alive. And she had two options. This is the prosecutor's theory. She either calls for help and does performs some medical treatment on her as a paramedic. But then she would face criminal charges. She would probably lose her daughter because the judge had said if there was any more incidents, CPS is called or whatever, DSP. I don't remember what it's called. DFC, I think. Yeah. She could lose her job for having these charges. Right. She might lose her home. The other option, kill Anne. Just so Anne is already injured at the bottom of the stairs. It would be less hard to strangle her than it would be if Anne was fully functioning and able to fight back, strangle her. And then the problem goes away. And then you stage it to look like an accident. To me, it makes sense. Katie is skeptical. I'm super skeptical because I don't think that you would strangle her at all. That Kara is necessarily an unintelligent person. And I think that you would know that, of course, there's going to be some sort of inquiry into this. Mm-hmm. So strangling <laughs> someone is going to be Have you immediate- been watching Acorn? <laughs> I haven't. But like, do you know what I mean? So- There's going to be an inquiry. <laughs> We're going to have an inquiry. Um, but strangling someone is definitely going to be found out. And yeah, it's not the natural. Bone will so if she falls broken. down the stairs, why don't you just make the fall look a little bit worse? Right. That makes much more sense to me of like, oh, she fell and that's the, in- it's the staircase. It's the Michael Peterson where there's yes. injuries to the head and whatever. It doesn't make any sense to me of that course. then you're like, well, I think we'll just go for strangling now. Well, maybe she thought as a paramedic and as the wife, she could sort of guide the the investigation and make it just look like an accident being ruled right away. No autopsy. It was clearly an accident. She's covered in paint. I I still think you have multiple options if she's lying there kind of incapacitated. Yeah, but I think if her head was like more... There were lacerations and cuts to her head. One of the articles I read said she was beaten and strangled at the bottom of the stairs. So what what's going on? What well, condition was could... the body in? 
Right. And what happened at the top of the stairs? What is from the fall? It's, you know. And also the paint thing really got me because they keep showing us pictures of the stairs on which there are, the stairs are open. It's not a solid wall by the stairs. And that's where all the paint cans and like the sort of tools are lined up. Did she fall and knock a paint as she fell? You would have to think like, was one of the paint cans very irresponsibly sitting like on the staircase or at the very bottom? Well, that's a question too, because then we have, okay, I mean, I have so many questions. Was anything being painted in the house right then? Number two, there's so much stuff at the bottom of the stairs. There's like a vacuum hose at right at the edge of the stairs. There's a bra with a strap sort of sticking. Did she f- trip on something? There's stuff the laundry all basket. around. Where was the laundry basket? Right. There's stuff everywhere. And then the biggest thing, the water shoes thing, why is no one talking about in a ton of the pictures is an extender roller pole that used to paint in the pictures. This It's an extender pole that you use like to put a roller on the end and you do it when you're doing high ceilings or walls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right there. It's right next to the body. Okay. What does that mean? But like, is that always there? Why is all this stuff everywhere? What's right. going on? Was right. it set the stage to look like that? And if so, why did you put a sports bra in the middle of it? It's just bizarre to me. I, I don't think really it was understand. like throw everything at the wall and see what sticks and make it as chaotic as possible and just confuse them and just be like, well, it has to be a fall. And if you got a dumb investigator who hasn't seen a lot of murders, he might just immediately be like, yeah, it's clearly an accident. But unfortunately, you got this state trooper who was on top of it and very suspicious. Would it automatically go to an autopsy? Or it is that how who decides if there's an autopsy? I know a lot of times families can say we don't want an autopsy because of like religious reasons or whatever. But if the state finds that there's something suspicious and they can legally push for an autopsy. And so why did he think it was suspicious immediately? Because there were things that looked like it was moved and the paint was wet and the body was cold and there was paint underneath the laundry basket, things that mm-hmm. seemed placed. Didn't seem plus, like that plus to me. right one quick look up in the records, you have a couple that has had a long history of domestic violence. Yes. And court battles. Yes. So you think it was an accident or you think someone else did it? My first gut was that it was an accident, was that she fell. And that, and then I was like, oh, the strangulation. But- okay, we're going to get to the time frame. So her defense says everyone was biased against Kara from the beginning. They thought it was the wife right away. Even the 911 dispatcher on the call says, oh, it might be a domestic So Mm -hmm. when Kara sat down with the police that night, they brought up the domestic violence history. They were immediately looking at her. Now, Kara's family says Kara would never do this. And when the judge yelled at them that time, that was when they got their act together and straightened up and worked on their relationship because they didn't want to lose Brianna. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think this was a planned thing. I think this was a... Yeah, if it was her, it was definitely sudden passion or whatever. Yeah. So... There, They had this rocky nine months, but they had been together nine years, which right. was so confusing because Dennis had made it seem like they were together for just a few years. And no, I was, no. They were together for a really long time. A long time. Nine which years. is why that fight on the phone was sort of like, all right, that's not really a fight. 
Right. They had had those texts where Anne is saying, you should have called. I would never not call you. And Kara is saying, he's my friend. I'm not doing anything wrong, which is that friend that she had over. Right. The defense says this wasn't that big of a fight. It Kara was the calm one. Anne was the emotional one in the fight. So it doesn't make sense right. that Kara would kill her. And the next day, Anne seemed fine texting with her friend, Mark. She never even mentioned the fight. Maybe Mark was sick of hearing about the drama. Possible. If I was Mark, I'd be like, get a story worth subscription. Tell them your troubles. I can't listen to it. Take my credit cards. The reason Kara dropped the trash off, they said, was because they had to pay for their trash bags. Now, she says trash bags in their town. So they were dropping it off wherever they could. I don't know what that means. Does that mean you have to pay for trash pickup? Maybe per bag. But how much could it be? They just took a trip to Florida. Who knows? I mean, trash pickup is expensive where I live, yeah. but it's not by how much trash you have. Maybe their bin is too full. You would have to pay for a second bin. Mm -hmm. So you just take the trash out and drop it. I could see that. Mm -hmm. They put an expert on the stand that says, that we don't know whose DNA was on that rag. Again, it wouldn't be weird for it to be Anne's because she lives in the house. Right. The defense goes after the paint expert, and his weapon of choice was sarcasm. So he's like, you might be the first guy who's ever testified about reading the wrinkles and cracks on paint. Is that correct? And the guy's like, yeah. And the lawyer goes, congratulations, you're the first one. And he physically pats himself on the back. And then the prosecutor goes, can we uh, change the tone here, yeah. Your Honor? Objection, Your Honor. Can we? Sarcasm? Yeah. Mm -hmm. that Objection was because of sarcasm. Also, it doesn't make, it's that stupid age-old argument of you don't look good when you're making fun of someone. Like, you, you look, look worse like than the jerk. person you're making fun of. Right. That person, yeah. people just feel bad. So they're more so, apt to believe him. But how old is that paint? How long had that paint been there? The viscosity is probably different depending on the age of the paint. Was there a weird film somewhere? Because, the yeah, there would be that sort of thick <laughs> like layer on, pudding? on the top. Yeah, like the pudding layer. Mm -hmm. the <laughs> so pud layer. the paint expert, he says, well, you're just going off that the first responders said that the paint was wet. You weren't there. You don't know if it was wet. And do those first responders, they're not experts in paint. How do we know if they know it's really the paint is wet or maybe it's just shiny? Was Kara wet? Did Kara have paint on her? Are you trying to tell me these first responders needed a degree in wetness from Cornell? No. Before we're going to believe if they know if something is wet or dry. The first responders need to tell us if Kara had paint on her and then we can just put this whole thing to bed. She did have paint on her. We saw it in the photos. In the interview? Oh, sorry, Kara. No, Kara, I'm sure, had paint on her because she was cradling the body, That's but we the never question. saw the How photos. wet was she under the body? How much was pooled there? How wet was it? Give us the goods. It's the dry hair, but, wet body all over. It's the, same, it's the same thing. you yelling that the first responders don't know that paint is dry or wet? No, that's bad. This defense attorney is bad. It makes you look like an idiot, sir. So they put the state trooper investigator on the stand and they say, you guys ignored Mark. He had a fallout in the past with Anne because this was like nine months before, right. because he was mad that she left her wife for this hoochie mama, Carla. 
this side piece, Carla. I don't know. Carla is probably very nice and she's extremely fit because she works out a lot. I would not refer to Carla as a side piece. No. no. She's, I'm sure, great. She's not going to like that either. Carla, apologies. Carla, sorry. So you're saying, though, that Mark, her friend, was so mad over these questionable life choices that his friend Anne made that he killed her nine months later. If that's a good motive... I would have killed half my friends during college. Our friend that went home with the guy dressed like Santa, I would have killed her nine months later. That was actual Santa. Santa was on a break. Sorry. She went home with actual Santa. Mm -hmm. And then nine months later, I was so mad about it. And nine months later, there was a baby Santa. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I thought that story was going. And it was because it was little baby elf came out. Ho, ho, ho. But you see what I'm saying? That makes no sense. They were fine. What, her going with Santa? Or this makes no sense. Neither one makes sense. This was bad. Um, Also, Mark and her had been texting and they were, he had loaned her all this money since then. He was not mad at her anymore about this fight. No, no. And also, you just don't kill your friend over something like that. You kill your spouse if they leave you, but you don't kill your friend because they leave their spouse. So this was just because there was an accident and this was a cover-up for the accident. There was an argument that led to some sort of trip and fall. Yeah. That then this was a cover-up for that. Yeah. Also, there's no proof that he went over there that day because he has an alibi apparently and has receipts. So Carla was on surveillance footage at the gym But they also have this ATM receipt for a bank closer to her house, which, again, we get no information. How far did she take a helicopter? Because I thought she needed a helicopter. So what's the time frame? Are you saying she was at two places at once? I have no idea what this means. Something's weird. Something's weird. The defense questions the investigator, how closely did you look at Carla? Also, they had broken up nine months before. Was Carla still mad about this? Uh, Maybe that was about money. Maybe she still owed Carla money. And so maybe the accident was actually Carla. All of this, we need to look again at the time of death. And that's what I'm going to get to in a sec, because that seems just so important. So the jury deliberates for three days, and they finally find Kara guilty of murder in the first degree. And she gets life. And everyone is crying. Some are mad crying and some are happy crying. Kara's mom sees the camera and goes, this sucks. Yeah, I thought she said something else. Is that what she said? Yeah, this sucks. It does suck, yes, if your daughter goes to jail for murder. They look like they were escorting her out of the court. Yes. That was a court that needed to be controlled because people were like gasping in like happiness and also gasping in horror. Yeah. Everyone's got to be quiet. Yeah. This is too much. The judge needs to take control of that situation. Because poor Brianna's probably in the court. And so just don't do this. So Kara's parents take in Brianna and they take her to visit Kara in prison. Meanwhile, she gets an attorney, Chauncey. If longtime listeners will know how Katie and I feel about Chauncey. Chauncey? A- Chauncey. He is Was a- the attorney? Yes. I have this, I have Schiaparelli. Hold on. No, this is a, tr- a person in between. Different attorney. She has several attorneys. Oh, I see. Is Chauncey not the prosecutor with the hair? Okay. The, no. Chauncey goes, he's a lawyer that goes for an appeal. He's her appeal attorney. Oh, got it. Okay. Chauncey Wood. And the basis is that the paint expert's testimony is not reliable. That's what they say. And it works. Her conviction is overturned. Shocking. 
So then the prosecutor goes to Anne's family. Her dad has passed away since then. But the rest of the family says, yes, please go for a fourth trial. How much money does Massachusetts have? So much money. So much money to keep prosecuting. Mass money. I was shocked. That we've never seen, I don't think, on Dateline four trials. Ryan Whitmer from the bathtub murder had three trials. We've seen right. three a couple times. I don't think we've ever seen four. I would think after the second hung jury, you'd say, well. No, but they are going to just keep going. They're getting their conviction. So this time the prosecutors take out the paint expert, which was probably a good idea because they got their conviction overturned. So sorry, paint expert. Prosecution calls a former chief medical examiner who says that Anne died mid-morning to early afternoon when Kara was still at home. Boom. Mm -hmm. That to me is everything because she would know if Carla had showed up and started fighting, if Mark had been there and started fighting. She was the only one in the house unless Brianna pushed her down the stairs. Oh, my God. That's my alternative theory. It was an accident with Brianna and she didn't want to get her two-year-old in trouble. We've come full circle where Kimberly is again blaming children and I have to take it out. <laughs> I mean, that's there's two people in the house that could have done it. It's not Brianna. So the defense prosecutor, who is a brass Boston attorney, Rosemary Scapat- Scarpiccio. Who Oliver immediately said, yeah, she's our favorite. <laughs> and I said, yeah, she is. She's she- the one has bleached blonde, spiky yes. Susan Powder hair. Full porcupine. I loved it. Um, Hedgehog City. Hedgehog City. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's like she's walking in a windstorm and it's the, the wind is going back. So it's spiky, but in the backwards direction. It's gelled. It's yeah. great. I love it when people commit to a look and she's, she's, she's done it and she's got a great face for it. Go get it, She girl. also has gold chain necklace, like very heavy. It looked heavy. Please mark off chunky statement jewelry. Yes. If you have it on your bingo card, she is Absolutely. Great. She says that law enforcement didn't look at any other suspects. Here's my big issue with her. Mm-hmm. She calls Kara Kara the whole time. So do I. I have this entire episode. So there no, we go. No, you've it. only done it once or twice and you've corrected yourself. So it's like it makes you, f- if I was a juror, I would just be confused. I'd be like, was I saying it wrong? Are they saying it wrong? Is she saying it wrong? Is she the lawyer and she doesn't know how to say it right? And she's her lawyer? That makes me question, like, how did she just come on the case? Interesting. I also feel like Kara, Kara, sorry, Kara could have said, it doesn't matter, which then in turn confused the defense attorney, but then the the jury, it counts. So, yeah. You have the defense is saying one thing and the prosecution is saying it another way. So she puts on a medical examiner. She said she can't rule out that Anne died in the later afternoon at like after three when Kara wasn't home. That's not that convincing that you can't rule it out. You're not saying you disagree. You're not saying you disagree. And that was the best medical examiner you could find Mm. is someone who won't commit to that she was killed later, but just can't say for sure. That's not great. This time, the jury finds Kara guilty of voluntary manslaughter, which is a lesser charge, but she will be going back to jail. Brianna is now 16 and she begs for leniency. And it's so sad. She's sobbing. She says she doesn't remember Anne at all as her mom. And the only mom she's ever known was Kara. 
Now, at this point, she's crying so hard. Anne's sister, or rather ex-sister-in-law, Jen, Mm -hmm. the former sister-in-law, says she was heartbroken hearing Brianna in the courtroom. Now, I thought she was going to say, I felt so badly that Brianna is begging to not lose another mom Mm -hmm. that I am going to ask for leniency for her jail time. Instead, she's even madder at Kara because she says she doesn't even know Anne as her mom. She has no memory. Has she not been like shown videos and pictures and stories and like gotten story worth? She knows nothing about Anne and that's because of Kara. That's, you're misreading that. She doesn't have personal memories of her. There's a difference between being shown pictures and saying, this was you with your mom at this point. She doesn't remember. She doesn't have a memory of it because she was two. I think Jen is very emotional. She says, like, she doesn't even call her mom. She calls her Anne. But she also says, my mom, Kara. So she she calls them each by their first name. I think that she totally says Kara to the judge. I think that she's trying to differentiate. So she's not just saying moms the whole time. Absolutely. I think Jen was a little harsh to be honest. Yeah, I don't, I would like to talk to somebody and know if Brianna is being raised with home movies and being told about her mom. I would like to hope that she is about Anne. I think it would tell us something about Kara. Maybe, or Kara's parents, because they're now Mm -hmm. the ones raising her. I don't think they hated Anne. No, I don't think at all they hated Anne. I don't think Kara hated Anne. I think that if she did this, it was to cover up something or whatever. But I don't think that she would ever say that Anne wasn't Brianna's mom. Right. Kara gets no more than 14, Mm -hmm. no less than 12 years. Mm -hmm. This is one of those where I have to do math. (laughs) And she's already served seven. So she'd still be, be in jail for at least a few more years. Jen, this ex-sister-in-law, wants people to remember Anne's infectious smile. So this episode is dedicated to an incredibly generous listener, Patreon, who gave us a wonderful holiday, just shocking, again, speechless. Shocking. Uh, So generous, incredibly generous. Laura F., so everyone who has donated to this podcast and been a Patreon or Supercast at the $2 level up, we appreciate each and every one of you. We certainly But do. this donation was truly so surprising and generous. It gave me a, a tear. It was very nice and kind. It's a significant amount of money for anyone and it's Thank so you. appreciated. Thank it you. is so generous. And um, so we appreciate it. Uh, which Laura. is horrible because we're immediately taking a break. But we do a lot of episodes a year. We try to very rarely take breaks and so you really truly have helped us keep the lights thank you so so much and i emailed you to let you know also how grateful we were i thought it was a joke at first i thought it was a mistake did you think it was a mistake at first i fully did no i thought it was for something specific maybe like that there was something that yeah was going on um very shockingly sweet i know so nice we have the best listeners in the world we really do we're very very lucky we are a medium-sized podcast and we have the most generous listeners i think we also have the nicest people talk about how nice our listeners are so thank you very much that means a lot yes so b-roll bonanza yeah Anne is in a uniform and a photo putting cool whip on top of a cake cool whip Cool whip, yes. It looks like an office party for another paramedic. I liked that. We see the friend on her laptop. Mm-hmm. 
Or maybe it was Jen. Somebody's on her laptop. Jen. And then we also see Scarpiccio. Mm -hmm. I think she's also on her laptop. Yes. Mm -hmm. We see a friend or maybe one of her relatives like standing in sort of an, an archway covered outdoor a pavilion looking through an arch. So it's not looking at a window. It's like if you're on a college campus and there's covered pathways with arches that you look out, but there's no glass. It's not a window. Do you know what I'm talking that's about? That's Boston. I'm just kidding. Is I that... don't know if that's the architecture. I've never been to Boston. I'm assuming <laughs> I don't that know that's what the word is for that. The architecture of yeah. Boston. Um, we see Kara's mom and dad walking in something, some gorgeous neighborhood with lots of mm-hmm. trees and it looks beautiful. And then they're looking at they're looking at birthday cards. They're looking at cards at one point. Did you see that? Yes. And there were some cards that were to Brianna, I think. They oh. were written by an adult in like crayon. Yeah. Or maybe it was like one mom had written from the other one. Like, you know, when you're, you make it look like the two-year-old wrote the card. Do you have those cards? I found some really old stuff when I was going through my parents' house, mm-hmm. but mostly it's stuff from school, like even as young as like kindergarten. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I have stuff before that. There's a video of Kara dancing and singing to her daughter on home movies. Yeah. Also, her voice was not good. So I was like, if her voice was not good, how, what was Ann, which, who was the better singer? I need a karaoke. Off. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But again, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There were some cute photos of Ann. You could see her personality. In one photo, she's standing at a jaw, uh, like a Jaws shark display mm-hmm. where it's the, full-on jaw with the teeth and then she had her head stuck in it she seemed really fun her smile really was actually infectious she seemed delightful i was startled at how much they looked alike it was a little they just both have similar hair in a lot of the photos a similar skin tone as well similar skin tone. so it was sort of you had to really memorize yeah who was who they they did look a lot alike and there was a photo of her with a dog at the very end. So you can mark that off your bingo cards. We get uh, that POV camera shot again of the car going in the rain, the blue lights, like a paramedic. Was it during Dennis's line about the, the lights on top of the... It might have been. It was towards the beginning. Running hot with the blue lights going. Running hot with the blue lights going. And going had no G. Going was an no. apostrophe going. Uh, did you any... Oh, I just have a lot of questions written on here. Stuff on the stairs, vacuum hose. Oh boy. Okay. I'm so curious to hear what people think about this one. Oh, everyone agrees with you. I don't know why I didn't. No, but you have good instincts. So if you think something's off, something's hinky, something is making your nose twitch, Mm -hmm. I'm very curious to know if other people also felt that. I was just like, convince me. Yeah. She did it because I don't think she did. Sort of, that's how I felt about it. I just got the feeling that she didn't do it. Interesting. Or that maybe it was an accident that went horribly wrong. I was very surprised that they kept charging her. Yeah. That was shocking to me. So they must have really thought she did it. Mm-hmm. And the family really wanted it. And the family really did. So they really just, their gut feeling was, nope, she did it. Mm-hmm. She's capable of it. Because sometimes I think when we see these cases where people say, look, they, they have done it. It's not in their nature. You know, mm-hmm. it's just not who they are. Yeah. But I guess you don't really know anybody, but... No, and there were already TV stuff in the past, so... Mm -hmm. That she quickly admitted to, by the way. Yeah, she said it got physical. In her interview, it didn't feel like a guilty interview. Does that make Mm. sense? In her first interview, a lot of times we we see ones that are. Mm -hmm. 
And this did not feel like that. Mm. This felt like I'm very upset because uh, my wife just died. And she's trying to explain and sort of she seems a little scattered, but not because she's guilty. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. I wish we could have heard from way more medical experts about the time of death. I would like to watch the whole trial. I'll be honest. Yeah, I think you might. I would really like to watch the whole thing. I'm wondering if I can find it. I don't know. It might have been televised. If it was when she was home, there's just no no other explanation to me. Correct. If it is, if that is firm science, that that was what the rigor said, and that has nothing to do with like temperature in the basement or anything else. Yeah, I, I hear you. Brands unhappy being on Dateline. Do you have any? Do you think McDonald's or Burger King looked better? Do you think McDonald's doesn't look as good because they chose to go to Burger King? Yes. For mac and cheese? Yeah. I think the king looks better than the clown. Yeah, because Burger King just doesn't have... McDonald's doesn't have that selection. That variety, maybe. I still really like McDonald's, even though they're a horrible corporation and are pumping the air full of smells that make me crave their fries. I kind of like that they do that. Good for them. <laughs> That's it's smart. smart marketing. That's like Main Street on and Disney. And I love an Egg McMuffin. Freaking love an Oh, egg I do. McMuffin. I really like Egg McMuffins. So I miss good. those. When I am up I, and like awake enough to go... You, we have weird schedules. But that's a wise. movie set thing too, because that's like you get that on your way, in, right? Yeah, like it's a work going to work thing. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's hear these great titles, please. Burger Queens. I don't know what that means. It's fine. Painting a motive. Ooh, that's good. I don't really know where that's going. No, it's fine. It's I wish there were it. more numbers involved because then you could go paint by numbers. Okay, but that these are not my good ones. I'm building up. Okay. Who did it? Not the owl this time. Oh. Also, were there any feathers found in that? No, but there was a painting pole. Does that count? And a sports bra. <laughs> okay, this is my favorite title that I'm really proud of. Okay, let's go. Asks Sherman Williams, did Kara do it? Do, do you not? Do you know that? Ask Sherman Williams. There yes, we go. Yes, you did it. That's good. Ask Sherman Williams, did Kara do it? Yes. That was Thank very you. good. Good Thank job. You. you ended with a bang. I've got uh, four trials and a conviction, which I'm surprised you didn't do because you like to do the four weddings ones. I do. Mm -hmm. And then how about... Even though Andy McDowell ruined that movie. Thank you. Oh, wow. Hot take. The only decent title I had was The Broad Strokes of Murder. Just oh, I like that. Paint Strokes. Mm -hmm. That's all I have. I'm sad. I went out with a whimper, but you went out with a bang, which Thank is you. important. Okay. Um, again. Update. Oh, wham I've been out. I got double out, Claudia. Oh, I did get a, an apology from Claudia. Think that's what I really wanted to know. Yeah. Did she think that you were harsh on her? She said, I'm so sorry. I wasn't even thinking. It's okay, Claudia. Happy holidays to it's you okay. and your family. I hope that you don't feel bad. Also, someone sent me another video, a video with the song in it, as it to show how like they got out or something again. And I was like, why do people keep doing this to me? I said, I'm already out, but you would have got me out with this. And they go, oh, my God, I wasn't even thinking. What? Why do you okay, tag me? You in have so learned for next year, though. You're just not going to open anything. I'm not just going to turn my phone off and not be available. Maybe just I have to handle it in December. It's just that's what happens. It's just that Social I have media. to handle it. It will be spotty and I'll do my best. But I'll um, do it. I know because I turn on my sound to watch Taylor Swift videos and then I it the sound is on when someone sends me a TikTok or whatever. Instagram. 
Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Go to CrimeCon in Nashville in May and use our code DATE because it, it helps us out and you get a discount off your ticket. And you price. get a discount and come to Nashville. It'll be yeah, fun. It'll be so much fun. And the hotel is wild. You come just to see where the convention the is. The hotel is the most gorgeous hotel I've ever seen. There's also a water park there, and I don't know if it's open in May. It's kind of crazy. Oh, it is. I looked it up. We're going to go this time because I still haven't been. There's like a lazy river and stuff. Yeah, let's go. I've never been. So cool. Follow us and check out our Patreon and Supercast. Oh, a Supercast subscription is a great last-minute gift. You can do a gift subscription through yeah. Supercast. And that is, for listeners of the show, a great gift. And we do bonus episodes every month. And yep. we're trying to do more fun stuff. And Coming in 2024. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank it's you. been a great year because of you all. Yeah. It has. And be your own you. There you go. You don't need to make our New Year's resolution. You already are great. That is a done deal. Thank you, Kimberly, for a great year. Good job. Thank you, Katie, for a great year. Good job. Bye, everybody. Happy New Year. Bye, everybody. Bye. And I'm mad at McDonald's about that Grimace milkshake. Mm. I'm, I'll never get over it. You know who Grimace is? The purple blob yes, guy? Yes, of course. Yeah. So they did like, whatever, 50th anniversary of Grimace or something. Yes. And I went because my nieces like certain things at McDonald's. So I went to get them things. And I was so excited because they had a Grimace shake. Yes. And I was like, I've got to try it. I, I, It's a mystery flavor. I think I just it went wanna... viral. Yeah. A lot of people were talking about it. You can't buy it by itself. The shake only comes with like a 12-piece or a 24-piece Chicken McNugget set. I'm not buying Chicken McNuggets. I just want the shake. So I pull up and I said, I don't see the shake by itself. Like, can I just get the shake? And she goes, oh, no, 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 you have to get the meal. To get the shake. That's BS. Never again. I'm out. That's messed up, right? It is. Shame also, on you. why their soft-serve machines almost never work. Thank you. And I bet you they would have been out of it. Yeah, but then they like, have that app where it, there's an app where it tells you like which ones are it's or it's a website, which machines are working. I also did ask her what it tasted like. And she said, oh, I'm not sure I haven't tried it. That's a what? lie. You tried it. No. I think it tastes a little bit like Fruity Pebbles. That sounds about right. But That's I would like to guess. taste that. Yeah. <laughs>